Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. To be a god, to wield the power of good and evil, that is your destiny. Mm. Oh, I, finally, I have purpose. Yep. Glorious purpose. Yep, you can live the life you were destined to live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Play Retro. That's right, this is Play Retro, a show about old-ass video games, and I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. <laughs> uh, look, here's the deal. I like huge monkeys as much as the next guy. Okay, I'm really into them. Uh, what they are, what with their intimidation and their and their intimidating manners, their yeah. poo throwing prowess. There's one big thing though. If I am your god, don't expect any special treatment and don't bother praying, as I don't really listen. I just make volcanoes and stuff. Enjoy and stuff. Oh, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. The bottle. Hey, somebody's been in my notes. And I think this giant hand of God currently floating above me is about to change my small village life here in Eden into something with meaning, like a disciple of woodworking or or food harvesting. Nope, I'm a sacrifice. Yep, human sacrifice. Damn you, feces, tossing monkey creature. I cursed the day you came into my life. Death. Death. You know that game has those really cool soundtrack. Listen to some of this here. Oh my God, the soundtrack's out of it. Here. Just trippy and, you know. Slaps that starting is so slappy. Oh, I know it's really good. Some of the best stuff of its of its ilk, I would say. Mm. Anyway, we're going to talk all about Black and White, the PC video game from uh, the fine folks at Lionhead Studios, and we'll mm-hmm. talk a little mm-hmm. bit about the follow up Black and White Two, and also try to figure out why the hell there hasn't been a three or any other anything since then. Yeah, just just something, any kind of nothing. you know, Black and White. I mean. Come on, you own the name. You I know. It. It's Microsoft. weird. Very influential game with very little follow-up, and uh, we'll figure out why here in a minute. But before we do, a couple of quick things going on this week in our retro lives. I nabbed another Ambernick RG58XX. <gasps> what? And here's why I did it. Two reasons. Okay, give me it. One yes. is I really... Okay, I have three reasons, actually. <laughs> Reason, <laughs> my, my reasons are... <laughs> Are threefold. That's right. Like a, like a wallet. There you go. Uh, Nailed it. Credit card, a license ID, and cash. Go yeah. ahead. You had it exactly right. So my yes. son had a baby this week. Oh, congratulations, by the way. Uh, thank you very much. It's all going real good. They're actually coming over here right now. They're leaving the hospital. They're going to oh, hang out, good. have lunch, and then uh, go home and get some rest. Anyway, um, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but my son loved he was really into my handhelds back when he was little. So he was playing my GBA and my Game Boy and my DS and all this stuff. Loved it when he was just a little kid, five, six-year-old kid. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And, he, uh, he, did, he, he was like a, he was the town crier for a long time, right? On, yeah. Uh, the, the instance. Yeah, yeah, he sure was. He started at age yeah. five and kept doing it all the way through Crazy. the lifetime of that show. But uh, now he's twenty three. He's got. I'm sorry. He's almost twenty four. He is twenty three. Now there's a new town crier. I can't get any sleep. <laughs> I know it's pretty town nuts. Crying. But here's the thing: he loves that old retro stuff. But they're a little tight yes. right now. New baby. You know, life's yes. expensive. All that stuff. So I thought. Well, there's this sale, and I can get this new Ambernick for like yeah. cheap, for like forty bucks is on sale, on AliExpress. Yes. I think they're gone now though, so nobody go rushing there. The greatest, I don't, I yeah, Scott ordered all of them. The yeah. greatest gift you can give the the gift of retro. Yeah, that's a great gift, right? So I'm giving them that, right? Uh, and I'm also gonna well, I'm gonna do a little switcheroo. I'm getting the new one for me because the new one is translucent white, and I want yes. that translucent. So I'm getting that. I'll keep that one, and then I will uh, re- retrofit the pre or my current one to be perfectly suited for uh, Nick's needs, and then he will get that with all these games on it and all this stuff, and he'll be very happy about it. So that is how I have justified the purchase of an additional Ambernick device. Uh, this, I'm going to get in there and do that. This is a cycle of life that continues <laughs> on. This is how I got my start into video games. Every time my dad. Wanted to get a new thing. He wanted to pass on the old thing. He could have just, you know, given the thing away or whatever. But every time he got new equipment, he would pass that on to me, the old equipment, which was like gold to me. Yeah. And the tradition continues. I did the same thing, except I didn't do it with my kids. My kids already had a lot of handheld things. Uh, and I had a, a, a nephew, and uh, he had my sister called and said, Oh, he dropped his little gaming console. And I said, Oh, what did he have? And she told me about it. I'm like, oh, it's one of those little $20 things off Amazon. You yeah. know, she doesn't know any difference. She's, sure. you know, she's my sister. What does she know about retro gaming? Um, anyway, so I was like, okay. And I was like, she said, can you fix the screen? I said, no. Um, not for 20 bucks. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, so I said, but what I can do is I can give you one of these. Because I'm one to order the RG35XX Plus. So it hasn't come in, back in, in uh, stock yet. But I went ahead and gave him that. And he called me. Uh, immediately and you've never heard a a a a small you know nine ten year old be as excited about this i couldn't i can't i'm so excited that he's so excited about playing some old ass games oh dude they'll he'll remember you forever you'll be his favorite uncle until he's hopefully this is something that will spark uh you know interest in in video games that will last him a lifetime yep love that little device so uh go get your i I wish aliexpress still had him on this price because this price was very limited they only said like 40 something bucks or something 40 40 bucks plus tax is all like so for like 42.99 or something and when i when i grabbed it it said there were only three left so i got one of the final three and i'm sure the rest are gone now i haven't gone back to check yeah i'm sure they're gone they, uh, they 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 uh they hover around that price and about fifty dollars uh if you keep your eyes open when they come in stock. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you missed out this time, keep your eyes open. There'll be another sale yeah. eventually. Love that little that little thing. Uh yeah. Brian, you also got a new Super Nintendo. You called it a treasure in our notes. I'm curious what that means. What do you got? What is it? Oh, so this I something I've been wanting. So September, who is uh, one of our community members, good friend, actually, uh, got to see her this uh, when we went to the Southeast meetup. I'm going to get her to see her again, hopefully this uh, next one. So yep. it, as, as sometimes happens, as someone in our community will send me a, a picture with no description other than a picture and a bunch of retro games with prices and says, you need anything? And I was like, yeah, uh, top corner get me that super mario all-stars for the Ooh, snes yeah, yeah so i was like do it so 
uh, you know, Venmo. Send us a little, a few, few dollars there. She got a good deal. I didn't even know where she got this from. It was a picture of a table with a bunch of retro stuff on it. She, I don't know if she was at a convention or she was just at some retro store or what. She didn't even say. She just said, hey, you know, 9 or 12 just said, hey, here you go. What do you want? And I was like, hey, give me that. Day later, shipped it to me. I was like, let me pay you some shipping. She's like, mm. she never said anything. I was oh. like, let me pay you some shipping. Mm. And so I guess she's just too so nice. So oh, there she September. is. Statesville nice. Comic Con's where she was. She's in the chat. Statesville Comic Con. Very good. So there you go. Yeah. But you anytime, anytime. Statesville. You, uh, what the hell does that mean? Stuff. What the hell is Statesville? Is that a, is that a, a town? Statesville? I don't know. That's, I, I'm assuming that's probably in, is that in Georgia somewhere? Statesville. Is that Statesville. near that con- Countryville or freaking Nationville? That's a weird thing where to call in your Statesville? state. Statesville. Oh, it's, it's in, actually, it's in uh, September's town there. I didn't know that. So is this the name of the, okay, so North Carolina. Very good. Statesville, North Carolina. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Statesville. We're a state. Congratulations. Where do you want to be? Statesville. Yeah, there's, we, we, we do that. I mean, is it any worse than places like Greenville? Well, you guys have to, you guys got to share a football team and that kind of blows, you know? It does kind of blow. It sucks. And poor, blows poor suckers. <laughs> it also, oh. you also say you got a Valentine's surprise. What, what does that mean? I did. I got a Valentine's surprise. So, uh, you know, I, I, it's not necessarily retro gaming, but it is retro related, uh, retro adjacent. So uh, I, I told, you know, I've been looking for old games and old video cassettes as I've been out there looking about. And one of the things I've been wanting for a while is Beetlejuice. But I can't ever come across it. Beetlejuice. But I did mention it to Audra, my significant other. And so uh, surprise, surprise to me, right in next to some chocolate, some dark chocolate. I like dark chocolate, by the way. Me too. Uh, it's a Beetlejuice. And so I was worried. I was like, oh, I hope she didn't spend too much money on this thing. Because I've seen these I've seen these cassettes go for quite a bit. Yeah, like for those at home, we're talking range. a VHS copy of Beetlejuice. We're yes, not talking yes. DVDs or Blu-rays or anything. We're not like talking. That. We're not talking the musical. We're not talking about DVDs. We're not talking about Laserdisc. We're talking about the video cassette VHS. But one of the most interesting things that came in here, nice little surprise, we had a sticker for a $5 rebate off of gizmo furby don't get it wet i really don't get it wet. don't get it don't get don't feed it and don't get it wet yeah and it's got a vocabulary of 150 words and sounds it plays games and you can teach it tricks what kind of tricks probably wake up middle of night as the batteries are going dead but it comes with a free <laughs> froger feed me yeah those are the days so that's that's obviously yeah. not going to work as a coupon today because that thing's not being sold anymore right that's an old deal that's right that's not being sold anymore uh chat wants to know why vhs tapes suck tapes can I, I I am going for the authentic experience of how I experience these movies. And if that means a four by three with bad tracking, <clears throat> that's what I'm interested in. And yeah, what's wrong with that? I, I mean, is this your first time tuning in, Captain Kipper? Because this is Brian. This is his life now. <laughs> <laughs> he wants I mean, old CRTs. Look at those CRTs can, behind him right now. Those aren't those aren't yeah. modern displays. That's not some flat screen no. LED night thing. That's like a nightmare, is what it is. And it's not like a, it's not like I'm it's not like I'm doing vinyl or something. It's like oh, it's much more warm. It's pure nostalgia, re re experiencing, igniting that memory in my brain because I've watched Beetlejuice on streaming. I watch it plenty of times. If I want to see Beetlejuice, I'll see it like that. But when I want to get when I get teleported back, it's like when you smell something. You got that, you know, you got that that sm- you smell something. You're like, oh, I just been taken back. Or you hear that song, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm taking that. That, that tape's song. got that it's old. That's just... got an old tape smells. What that smell is, right? That's it. Oh, that's a bunch of dust. What does it smell like? Now. Tell me. Wait, give a big whiff to the thing. What does that thing smell? Literally like? Literally smells like nothing. It's plastic. 
I was hoping to be like some smoker guy owned it or no, you know. no. I, I try to I try to be aware of that. And usually when I order stuff, I, I you know I look for stuff this you know smoke free home that kind of stuff. And if I pick up stuff at the thrift store, you know I'll, I'll give it a sniff. It does have to pass a sniff test before yeah, I get it in my office. You want to see if it's got like um, I don't know smells like yeah. cloves or something. Yeah, dumb. and we talked about it. I've, I've I've found retro stuff before with pot in it, so you know it happens. That's true. You could easily find a little bundle of the good weed in there. You know? Yeah, I could find a little bit of the good weed. The good weed. Uh, well, anyway, but goodweed.com. To me. Yeah, that's great. Look, you get what you get, and you tell us about it. And there's also a bit of news here. Um, I don't know when it premieres. we got to keep our eyes open for this sometime in March. But the uh, X-Men 97 thing's coming at Disney+. Plus. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I want I so to watch stoked. that with you and the community via Discord channel because that's the legal yes. way we can do it. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah, I feel I feel the same. I don't feel bad about watching watch parties on Discord. No, I don't at all. It's a small, it's a small community of people. It'd be like if, if unfortunately, you can't come to my house, but that's okay. I'm not charging you for it. We're just some friends. We all have equal uh, interest in this. It's all going to be good. Not yep. to mention, all of us probably have the darn streaming service. All of us is good. Yeah, it's everyone's got it. Even if they home. don't, whatever. It's like having people over to your house. That's how we're going to do it. So uh, right. I'm all I'm saying is like coming up whenever it is. Do we know what the premiere is? When do we know? Let's look it up. Um, uh, is it middle of March or was it? I can't remember now, but I'm very excited. Is is, is So is the continuation, if you ever watch the X-Men cartoon, the one with the great theme song, it's the continuation of that and it's, it's very much got that flavor it's that um, style of animation it's that uh that's the music, story that we ended on there it. all of it uh the yes. trailer's out now so you can go see what's going on but it's literally a direct follow-up to that that old ass 90s cartoon and let's see mm-hmm. it is upcoming uh here it is release upcoming. date uh march 20th on disney plus i thought it was that yep yep it will run for 10 episodes the premiere uh they'll, they'll come week by week so we have to make mm-hmm. a decision do we do we after the show oh. on a friday just kick right in and start with number should. one or do we wait till they pile up like how you want to handle let's that? watch it as it comes baby why okay. wait okay i'm not i'm not denying myself that luxury all right we're doing no, it then. sir count on it Count yeah. on it for real. We're doing it. We might invite it, but or somebody who loves Marvel and you know can't yeah. get enough. Oh, does does he like Marvel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Just a just a micron <laughs> of interest in Marvel. He might be a little sick. <laughs> we'll he see what's problem. going on there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for all of our uh, disgusting talk about all that business. Let's now move on to today's <laughs> main topic. <laughs> Shall we play a game? We shall indeed. Let's talk about the game Black und White. Yes. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a little bit of intro first, so you can kind of hear what this thing sounded like. A land of innocence has no need for gods until fate intervenes. Keep away hey, from the water! Stop! As you can hear, we got some really stupid locals involved. Yeah, um, this is the, the what the island or land of Eden that is occupied by what I can best describe as polygonal or polygon uh, wrapped uh, hobbits. Yeah, they're, they're weird and kind of gross. Uh, <laughs> but it was also, you know, a uh, long time ago. It's 2001. We were we were just sort of getting our hands around what 3D even meant, especially a game where you're meant to see it from a more pulled out view. It's a god game and you're you're yes. you're not meant to be all up close. 
But for what it was, when it was, it was good enough, and it, it caused me to have to upgrade my computer. I, ca- I couldn't play this game when I bought it. I had to buy it, and then I went, oh, this is running very poorly. I'm going to Newegg, dear. I'll see you in an hour. And I went to Newegg and bought some new It, some it new caused components. me great envy. I had a friend who purchased Black and White. Uh, I remember seeing it at Fry's. I was very excited. My friend told me they purchased it. I didn't really know a lot about it at the time. I didn't know who Lionhead Studios was. I didn't know none of that stuff at that point because it was a new studio. I, had, I wasn't keeping up with the game and used it back then. Anyway, yeah. um, I, was, I was enamored. Let me borrow it. Tried to put it on my PC. No go. No go. Not going to happen. Yeah. So I just envied it from afar. And I by the, by the time I did have a PC that would run it, I never installed it. So this is my first time playing Black and White. And it is totally different than my memory has allowed me to remember. Other than the box. The box is still sexy. It's, it's if you, I went to Flies, Fry, Flies, Fry's Electronics. Yeah, Flies. And yep. uh, in, in Awatuki in, in Phoenix. Um, and it, on the one side is is a flap, and it's black, and it's got this really cool yin yang dragon kind of logo thing. And you open it up, and it lists out the you know it's got little great all screenshots and stuff, which look really good in two thousand one. Yeah. Then you can flip it over, and it's a white side, and you flip it open. And there's more more pictures and stuff of how to be you know good or evil. On one side is the good side. You got your nice little god hand. The other side is all crippled up and dungeon keepery looking. And rah! Yeah, and uh, and that was the I whole was, idea, right? The word, the the term black and white was not a about color or you know something to do with the game no. itself. It was about Yang the Yangs. difference between good and bad, the opposites, right? Uh, the yin and the yang. Yeah, the you know the little devil guy talking to you, a little angel, <laughs> old man angel guy talking sure. to you, and you got to decide as the game went on what kind of uh, god you were going to be. Are you going to be a terrible one that would just inspire fear in your people, or are you going to be one that was yes. always giving them good stuff and you know, making life easy or whatever. And that was the game. And that was the game. It's Peter Molyneux and Peter Jack, not Peter Jackson, Steve Jackson. Yeah. That games guy. Yeah. It makes board. It makes car games. Now he's your munchkin guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was, he was head of this team. It was kind of his, his project with, uh, yeah. Molyneux sort of just watching over everybody. Like, a well, Molyneux was, had the greatest anywhere. Okay. So let's talk about him for just a second. Peter Molyneux, uh, over the years has become known as a liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit harsh to see him that way. I think he's one of those guys that gets really excited about an idea and can get a lot of be people on board and it makes really big promises. And then those promises are not obtainable. So he ends up, but he still keeps selling it. He's always, you know, he keeps selling. He's he's kind of a salesperson, but he's kind of like also an idea guy. And you kind of want to hate him. But also, would things gotten pushed as far as they did, if not for him? I don't know, because he really was the one that was pushing, you know, the no HUD interface on black and white, which makes this game really unique and God games because there's then, really then or no since. interface. Then or since. It's a, yeah, it really since, changed, yes. the, changed the, the way that stuff was. And a lot of people are, a lot of game games are still nervous to even go there. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was really like this, I don't know, it had a sense of sensibility of being a, a true sandbox because you were just like, well, it's just my huge hand. That's, this, this is, is my it. my hand. I, I drag the ground to move around. I pick up stuff. I can pick up uh, my, my denizens and I can, you know, I can, I can play. So like, like other games. If you wanted to assign a, a, a citizen to 
to do something p- particular, like a specialist, you would yeah. you would assign it through a bunch of boxes and stuff. Yeah, like you're, like you want to you want a guy to chop down trees. Let's say most of your yeah. city builders slash god games would have uh, click the guy, then a little menu would come up and say assign to this, or or you would yes. click on the tree and assign a person, and then you would choose that person, or you would do it more broadly by saying. I'm selecting a chunk of forest. Mm-hmm. I would like four people to come do it. And then programmatically it just does it. But this game was more like, what if you just sort of gestured around and figured it out? You what know? if you picked somebody up and you, and you hovered your hand with this person squirming around in it and you put them near a tree and a little icon pops through their head that says tree. And then you put them there and suddenly that's the only thing they do. And so it's kind of, a little micromanaging, but for the most part, you don't need too many specialists for things because the city does a pretty good job. The AI in this game is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, for for a, a, a game from 2001. It's probably exceptional. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And the thing is, yeah. by this time, Lionhead and Molyneux were deep in talks to work with Microsoft on Xbox games. They would mm-hmm. bring out the Fable series not very long after this. Um, So we were in the middle of Molyneux selling everything to everyone and a whole lot of people, including high ups at Microsoft with their brand new console, getting them excited about some pretty far reaching promises, which even in the case Mm -hmm. of like Fable, he made all kinds of promises with that game that in some ways it equaled the promises. But there were a few where it was like that didn't happen. That never came to this game. And that's that's kind (laughs) of his thing. Like even recently, that goddess game, someone in the chat brought it up. G-O-D-U-S, that was like the the latest, greatest from them. And it had a promising start. It was a return to this sort of stuff, like another God game type thing. And then it just petered out and petered. It it stopped being worked on and now it's just kind of dead and I don't know what happened to it. So I don't know. Molyneux has always occupied the space of like half genius, half shyster. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain. Really, really weird. It really is. It it, it is... Yeah, but it always seems to he always seems to push it across the finish line. But then we kind of all step back and go, well, that wasn't as good. But he gets still excited every time. He's really good at it because, uh, you know, when when black and white was coming out, everybody was super excited about it. I mean, and it, so some of us kind of uh, some of us kind of us just as consumers being overly excited. So some of the hype wasn't all about Peter Molyneux making us get excited you know, it wasn't making all those promises. Some of those promises we were making ourselves. He just wasn't correcting us. He was kind of like going, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. If you if that's what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. if that's well, what you want, I'll, we sure. can. it'll do that. Oh, can this read my sure. mind and then make my character move based on your thoughts? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Why not? Yeah. Sure, sure. That sure. sounds good. Sounds that sounds good. good. See you guys later. No questions. Like, it was a lot, it was a lot of that. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> and uh, Chad just reminded me they had that thing for during the 360 era called Project Milo. I completely forgot about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is Molyneux and Lionhead doing um, this project for the 360 that used the Kinect and all this stuff. But anyway, the idea was like a controller-free thing where the character on the screen this kid named milo would like recognize what you were saying and doing yes and would respond actually uh you could throw a ball and, and milo would run and get the ball you, you kind of treated the kid like a pet it was weird um yeah and that never happened that never came out big, right. big once again big ideas gets everybody excited some proof of concepts happen you can't do it but you're never going to make it across the finish line gracefully. They, they right. never, I guess the question never gets asked. Yeah. But is it going to be, you know, not buggy? Is it going to be, is it going to run consistently? Because that's what dogged 
uh, black and white. Uh, we, we get to control creature here in black and white. One of the most memorable parts of black and white is the, the creatures you get to command because you have a sphere of influence that as a god, you can interact with this land um, and the people on it. Uh, but to have a direct impact, you have a creature that you pick from three. You have to capture a, it, right? Don't you have to capture it or something? No, you you have to pull. You have to go through a a, a a test. So Sable comes out and she's like the creature keeper, and so she guides you because you're a new god. You're a new god in this story. Um, the people have called. They've prayed out, and so you're created. And you come down. You're like trying to figure it out. And so Sable comes in and says, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to go collect these three stones around the, around the area and then come back to me. And then we'll look at the different creatures. We got a cow, uh, and, and some orangutan ape monkey thing. Old, uh, um, ape. And then, yeah. yeah. And then like a tiger leopard ab ripping unit lion thing, mm -hmm. um, unit. So, yeah. <laughs> so you get to pick between those and all those have impacts because if you pick, they'll tell you when you're picking your characters, you know, some of them are faster learners. Some of them, um, I, I guess have other attributes. They don't really go into it. This is where kind of some of the hand waving and this hand wavy hand God thing is going. Mm -hmm. And there's my, there's my face coming out of the bottom of the, of the junk yep. of black and white. And uh, yes. Yeah, so listeners at I, home, I, I just put something up on screen. That's why Brian's referring to it. That's going to sound insane to anyone who's not seeing the video, but keep going. Can, continue but trust on. me. I'm coming out of the butt of a creature, yeah. but I, I, I ended up picking a cow is my, uh, my creature that I would have uh, kind of to do things around the village while I'm busy. You basically train him to do miracles like you do, you like providing wood, water, uh, you know, healing, uh, different things that the God is providing for uh, your, your citizens. And you can kind of teach him to do some things, but he's also got his own alignment and agenda. So he will kind of do some bad things. And you've talked about it a couple of times talking about uh, the monkey that throws the poo. Yeah, he's a poo the thrower. Poo I was mon I was yeah. monkey. I was 100 percent team monkey for this game. Right. And I used right. I, I, I could care less about the cow or the wolf thing. Um, and so I was all about the monkey and the monkey had one yes. particular ability, which was he could or, you know, the, the, the others didn't seem to have. He would he would poop. Like a monkey, right. like monkeys do. They just poo. You know, that's what they do. He would take a dump and then he would sometimes, and often you had to be prompting him to do this, but he would sometimes pick yes. up that poop and throw it at the villagers. So there's that. Most AI work went in on the creatures because they had their own behavior patterns. Uh, and they would, and if you did not correct those behaviors, they would, uh, they would be reinforced. So, but if you, if he did, let's say, let's say the, the creature picked up one of the citizens and ate them, which happened way too many times. All the you, time. You, yeah. yeah. All the time. So what you do is you have to slap her around. And man, I thought it was funny at first. I started slapping like, bap, bap, bap. I was like, yeah. stop doing that. Bap, bap, bap. And you do that by, by uh, swiping the mouse, you know, left and right. And it is your, your big giant hand smacking him. He's going, oh, oh. And it's, it's all funny, right? It's, you know, it's, it's slapsticky. But then you start realizing you're leaving purple marks all over his body. Oh, yeah. And those stay forever. Yeah, they're they bruised for the whole game. The entire game, you have bruises on your monkey or your cow or whatever it is. If yeah. anybody learned something, I learned something from that because I was like, you know, because I thought it was funny. So I just kept slapping him even more, even though the lesson had been learned. You know, there, there's a there's a meter that that reads up 100% up for when you're petting them, which you can do up and down very gently up and down. And if you go side to side, it slaps them. And there's a bar that's like good boy, bad boy. 
And uh, even after I got to 100% bad boy, I was still slapping him. But that's when the bruises started happening. Yeah. And I was like, oh, now I'm feeling very bad. Can I do this on screen? Am I going to get banned from you're Twitch? Hurt, you're hurting the monkey, really. <laughs> yeah, right. you're hurting it. You're making this monkey or or the cow or whatever you chose. Yeah, yeah. I chose the cow, which is a mistake. Don't choose the cow. Always choose the monkey. You've got to train these uh, creatures. And the only one that has any intelligence and has the ability to learn is the monkey. The rest of them. You think throwing poo is bad. Wait till you get a freaking wait to get to a freaking cow or a freaking horse, which you can trade in for later. Oh, right. I forgot about that. That is the thing in that game. You can go right. all horsey if you want to go horsey. Yeah, there's um, there's like another after you get to a certain point in world land one, you can uh, there's a hut that you can go to and there's like uh, some different creatures you can choose from. And I chose the horse and he's very majestic. He's gorgeous. Sure. But he does have a habit of just going and sitting out in the water uh, like a uh, cross leg style and just, you know, doing his yoga poses and stuff. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. you're showing the cow getting the lovings right now. Yeah. He's the so cow's getting the scratches and he's, he's into it. He doesn't have any udders though, which I think is disappointing, which is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Cause it's not really a cow at that point. That'd be a bull, right? Cows yeah, are female, bulls are bull. male. So what the yeah. hell? And these uh, are anthropomorphic. If you're, if you're trying to use your mind's eye to imagine what we're talking about, these are anthropomorphic. These are like, uh, what's, what's furries. They're a bunch of furries is what they basically are. Like a bunch of furries running around in your kind of, they look like uh, cosplay. Your, your yeah. 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 You could see somebody <laughs> dressing as that tiger at a, at a party or something, you know? Yeah. That Which tiger, man, that tiger is ripped. Yeah. I'm he's assuming he's big time. I, he, I'm assuming he's really strong and that's important because we haven't talked about the the thing you're really doing here in black and white sure we're doing like populace and other god games where we're trying to uh you know trying to grow our village and and we're trying to grow our influence uh through miracles and different things and we're training our creature to help us in, in that quest um but the big the big overarching story here is that we are competing with other gods yeah. and so you have to uh train your your creature to be able to fight and the fighting is not good like random and like Pokemon good. You know what I mean? Where you're fighting like that is somewhere between, you know, you're actually in control and not really you're clicking on spots on the screen or on the other character. It's kind of loosey goosey. Not my favorite part of the game. Yeah. The, the battle mechanic. Yeah. I don't love that either. Kind of feel, it just yeah. feels it feels tacked on and not fun. It's just not no. Fun. Now I understand but, why that seems like it'd be cool though. Like, right? Hey, your giant creatures are going to fight. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But is that the point of the, the game? Was never the point. That was never the point of the that, game. It was kind of a mini game, and it felt like an afterthought, like you said, because 2001, we were starting to see games where we want to play multiplayer, and that is part of this game. You used to get good on servers or on the land, and you could play your friends. And the way you would interact, you're competing god, so you would fight your friends with your creature. And so there had to be a gaming mechanic that would allow you to do that. And uh, I, like I said, it, like you said, it was, it felt tacked on, didn't feel, it didn't feel that great. It's, 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 it's all right. It's but fun it, the first it was more, yeah, it. the more fun was found in like, you know, you'd start, we haven't mentioned this, but you start with, you can choose like one of eight tribes, like Norse, Celtic, yes. Japanese, like there's these different groups that you can choose that are familiar. And then they each have kind of a different wonder that you're trying to, expose or you know have be a big deal in the game and like you said you can assign all your villagers to do stuff and you do it with these gestures and these sort of drag it or drag the guy by the river what's he gonna do oh he's probably gonna fish okay cool and now he's a fisherman 
Uh, they'll start families. Uh, if you destroy that temple, yes, you're screwed. The game ends. Um, yes. So you want temples keep... are very important. That's right. It's it's almost like a it's a win lo- it's a win loss aspect of the game. Without the temple, you're right. dead. So you gotta you gotta keep your people happy. And if they riot, they can burn it. They can destroy it. Yes. Uh, attacking armies can ruin it. Like there's all kinds of reasons why you want to keep that temple up. Alolo. So keep it. Alolo. Yeah. Another game that we we love, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and breeders are 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 fun because once again, you, you grab some people. It's it's kind of disturbing. It's kind of got like a Sims vibe to it a little bit. And you know, it's when you pick up people, you can put them near the homes. And it also, kind of reminds me of uh, what was that Fallout uh, that that Fallout mobile game they had for a while, where you you'd put people in a room and you'd help oh, them read. Fallout uh, uh, vault, vault shelter vault shelter? shelter Fallout shelter. That's it. Shelter. Yeah. Okay, that didn't seem right, but yeah, Fallout shelter. So basically, the same thing. You grab you grab a random person, you put them over near a housing unit, and it'll have a little heart symbol above them, and you just put them down, and then they're breeders, and all of a sudden, other 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 dudes, little hobbits, will come hopping along and man, they'll just, it's all polynamorous. You know, it's like a whole bunch of just, you can see it through the walls because they're terrible. This is 2001. So you got, you got character models poking half of their bodies outside of, you know, house walls and stuff. It's kind of disturbing. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, it's to say the it's least, more, it's worse yeah. to say the least, but uh, <laughs> the goal in general, right. Of overall yeah. of these levels is to gain control over every villager in the town. You don't want ones rebelling. You don't want ones where they're not assigned to anything and being lazy. You just want to try to unify everybody, right? And they get bored. So if you're trying to impress them all the time, they'll get bored with you trying to impress them with shows of power. If you don't show them enough power, they won't respect you as their god. So there's like this balance, which is where I think the game shines. And the reason it's a classic is it does that stuff extremely well. And they delivered on that promise really well of feeling like... You were directly affecting this and you had to temper your actions like, well, don't overdo it. And if you and like you said, with the animal, even even with the big animals, when you're slapping them around, that's a deterrent from being just a complete ass to your giant creature. Yeah. And so the game was great at that. The whole the the concept of black and white, yin and yang, light and dark is very much part of everything that happens in the game, with the exception of the monster on monster crap. That was a kind of. Pointless, but and you can and you can choose to be good or evil, and your hand will reflect that over time, and it can have an impact on how you take over rival gods' villages. Yeah, uh, because they usually respond better to violence. As a matter of fact, lots of times you just destroy another village and you replace them with your own people. Uh, and you know, so you get to do all that, but your you know your your creature also has an opinion of you so if you go into the temple which i really like so instead of hitting like an f2 or some kind of function key and going out to your menu systems and looking at all this stuff to maintain that immersion you go inside this temple and it's all very 3d looking related because you you basically spin around you got these different rooms you can choose from to go to your options you got your game saves by the way which didn't never work no and these user patches we'll talk about that very shortly kind of sort of fix that but you can go to your creature room and you can see what the creature thinks about you uh, and, and what they need to learn, how they can learn it. But it's not overly descriptive. It's just like you should let your, you know, you should let your uh, creature watch the, the citizens uh, fish. And you can do that by taking your creature and you have a leash. You got three leashes. You got one this of learning. And that's the one I use the most. There's one of, is it called? Uh, 
It's it's basically the bad leash. You he does bad things if you put this leash on him. And then there's the nice rainbow colory, uh, cozy one that I like to keep on him too, which where he'll do nice and kind things. Right. Um, so man, there's it is such it is so many layers deep, but it looks so simple on the surface. Well, they they and used the, a they used a thing that's based on a real behavioral study thing called reinforcement learning systems and right. they use that in the game that's like a real thing you do with like kids or training dogs yes. or you know there's different applications of it and they and they use that as the basis for it and it was kind of scientifically sound by at least simple standards you know because yeah. it's just a yeah. game well but, that's you know it's yeah, cool we just, we just wanted theory that's all we really need to mm -hmm. make a game a yeah. good theory yeah it's pretty rad i thought it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be realistic but uh man did you did you happen to get uh the sea shanty the one of the things that always excites people um <laughs> i meant to send you the thing earlier there's a song i want to find this oh now. my god this the song the song is is the if you've never heard the song is the most amazing thing when you're first starting out uh, after you do a few things, they tell you to go uh, to the beach and there's a, there's a group of guys on the beach and they're, they're building a boat and you got to supply them with wood and grain and some, you know, some meat so they can go along, but they make all their requests as these citizens do. Uh, they're, they're very whiny, very needy. Um, and these do it in a very creative way, which is where they sing you a song. I found it. You want to uh, hear it? I'm going to okay, play yes, it. Give me, give me this stuff. Yes. This notion that we quite like to sell the ocean, so we're building a big boat to leave here for good. We're not keen on sinking, so we're all sitting here thinking, cause we built it too big and we've run out of wood. <laughs> so they got all kinds of weird shit like in there. Oh, like, here they are singing. Totally, there's it's that, that kind of singing stuff, by the way. That was definitely a group of Lion's Head employees just oh, coming up with some shit on the hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. Those guys are like, "Hey, before everyone goes to lunch, can we meet in the conference room? Yeah. Bring the mic while you're in yeah. there." And uh, does someone yeah. have a freaking accordion? Okay, cool. Let's make some. Yes. Let's make this song. Let's get on it. We about to make a. We're about to make a part of our game. It's gonna be great. I kind of miss that about early devs. They would use their own voice work. Yeah. You know, even like Warcraft, Starcraft, even. Most of the voices in those games were coming out of people in the office. I love that. Yes. That not that, not sure. that, look, there's a whole business around voice actors. I'm not saying that should go away, but I am saying there was something right. raw about just the, <laughs> the ground level, like get what's her name from accounting. She we, has a good voice. Let's go. Yes. I love that. We, we just did it because that wasn't, that wasn't what you thought of when you made games, when you thought of making games in this time period, you were usually smaller groups of people and most of the people on uh, on, on the payroll were people who were really good at programming, uh, making graphics, and you know getting the basics down. But then when you go, oh, I want to do a little more immersion or a little more theatrical part here, yeah. Then that's when you just you did you couldn't just go, hey, can we uh, carve out a little bit of budget to to go get some name actors? No, no you cannot. You not can back then. You may record this yourself and. I'm it, almost it positive all the characters are wrapped in, uh, you know, scans of people's faces from the office. I'm almost absolutely hundred percent sure everybody you see is just some employee from that time. Well, period. that's the reason no, people are always like, how come Metzen's in so many of those early blizzard games? It's because right. that's what they did. So when you hear, you when you hear thrall talk and you go, that's Chris Metzen's because back then that's what you did. And then it stuck. They still use him for it. And he has a great voice, but it wasn't because, 
they they didn't go, you know, we could get a real big actor in here, but you know what let's do instead? Yeah. Let's go down the hall and get Chris to do it. No, they yeah, did right. it because it was cheap. Cares. And even even StarCraft two, and he he's the um not carrier has arrived. What's the what's the big ship the Terrans fly? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um uh someone in the chat room will know. Operation I'm sure. operational, that thing. Anyway, operational, yeah. He does that. He does all the yeah. whole ton of those. And it's because, oh, he's got a booming voice. He already works here. We don't have to pay anybody. Let's go. You know, and that's how they did games yeah. back then. And I kind of miss that a little bit. I mean, you see it yeah. in indies here and there. Indies will do it, but oh yeah, but old, old school. Yeah, oh, Battle Cruiser has arrived or has Battle, Battle Cruiser operational. That was that was messing. <laughs> anyway, one other thing I like about this game is it had a mode or an ability to right. import actual weather into the game. So yes. this was it, weird though it, because I remember trying to do it and it was a pain in the ass. We were not like all internet connected so much as it was. Like it was, if I remember this right, it wasn't pulling from yes. a weather service. Maybe for some people they could do that, but for me, I didn't have the option. It wasn't pulling from some weather service like you might do today. Instead, it was you would have to go to a certain I don't know if it was weather.com or somewhere. I don't remember what it was, but you would download right. some kind of raw, almost XML like data of the day's weather import yes. it into the game and then the then the game would be like all snowy if we were having snow that day or you'd have rain at four because it said there's expecting to be rain at four i remember thinking that was some magical shit that is some magical shit and this was a time when we were doing all this cd copy protection yeah. and one of the benefits of this is if you read you had to register you had to register this game you didn't yeah. have to register it but if you wanted to do the weather stuff you had to, you had do to it register then, yeah. that was that was their little reward for you it's like okay come yeah. on yeah it's kind of come cool. on stop swapping this with your friends and just uh get your weather data right here the problem That's, i, I the, the biggest mistake i did with the game or the biggest problem yeah. i had with the game is it was so open-ended that when you give me that much open-endedness i kind of just screw around so yes. I would I would not really stick to the plan. I would do a lot of like, well, let's see. If I throw this rock hard enough and it hits yes. a bunch of villagers all chilling out by the fire, what's the ramifications of such an action? And I'm, I'm sure that they wanted us to experiment that way. That's the point of the game. But I would get off of the – I get way off goal and yes. and do stuff I'm not supposed to and then end up dying or the temple get destroyed because there's I set off a chain of events that that created all kinds of chaos. But to me, that was that game. And I'm sure there are people that that really adhered to the goals and really adhered to trying to get to the perfect ending and all that other stuff. Um, I didn't. I was just like, how much poo can I throw? How much weather can be bad? How much, how pissed off can I make this villager? How far can I throw him into the ocean? You know? Yes. Look at that guy down yeah, there it, fishing. Let's grab the fisherman and throw him 60 miles off the northern coast. That's what I was up to. But that's what we wanted to play. That's what we realized we wanted. But the game forced you to ride the ride. And there was so many things happening <clears throat> in that first land alone and things I wanted to explore. But the game kept pressuring me and pushing me to complete the mainline quest because you had gold scrolls and you have silver scrolls where the gold scrolls are the main quest. And then the side quest or just anything, maybe some villagers, maybe somebody right. got lost in the woods, or maybe there's a creepy guy outside the village just kidnapping all the kids. And you got to you got to deal with that. But, yeah, with I'm with you. I was more like, I want this to be more cozy. I want it to allow me to just sit back, relax, sandbox the crap out of this thing. And I was as I was playing it, I was like, man, this game, if it could have went a little bit longer and they could have found a way to have this procedurally generated worlds that just got bigger and bigger and just allowed you just to do 
you know, just to do your weird influence thing that you were doing just on a larger scale. It felt really small to be a God game. Um, but they addressed a few of those things in the next release, which was the black and white creatures aisle expansion pack. Right. I remember that now that was, a. um, how, how did I feel about it at the time? I think I kind of didn't what, like it. Was, it. it was re- yeah, it was released the next year. Yeah. It it kind of went, it, it it realized, it went to its strengths, which was people loved messing around with the creatures. They did not like having to fight the rival gods. That was an interesting storyline to push through in the first one, so they got rid of the rival god stuff. Instead, you're dealing mostly with creatures and the village, and a lot of the the tedious stuff is gone. And uh, And your creature even gets a creature in this one. So it, it this probably would have fulfilled what you were missing or didn't care for as much in that first one to expand on uh, on on this black yeah, and white. For game. sure, for sure. The multiplayer was interesting too because that's where I think the creature stuff maybe got a little more interesting. Yes, um, because you were playing against another human, and we did that yeah. on our LAN at my office, and I remember it being oh, nice. okay. Like it was okay. Yeah. There were other things well, we'd here- rather play. Like I would rather fire up. Unreal Tournament or Counter Strike yes. or something else, Doom Two. Yeah, is yes, the, the multiplayer two. was right. interesting, but you know the the battle was never that great. Really, uh, uh, it, I mean, it's it's basically raising creatures. I mean, this is a pocket monster, right? You might as well. That's what that's what the game really was excelling at. That it never recognized and said, "Oh, you know what's cool? Messing with this creature, giving him some influence, and then just seeing what he does." Right, because that's that's where this game really shines. Yeah, and, I, it was more yeah. like a sandbox of like, what happens if I do this? And I love games yeah. still to this day that that let me screw around like that. Um, there's a there's a game called oh shit, I forgot the name of it. It's something with an shit N. Game. It's short named N N word. <laughs> it's not the N word. <laughs> uh, it's an N word. Um, right, Niles or Noonie 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 Noonie, something like that. Anyway, it's basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fully destructible environments, crazy weapons yes. that like melt the ceiling and and to pump water into things. And basically the whole goal of that is to traverse around. It's a, it's a roguelike, but the goal is to yeah. try not to get yourself killed by using all these crazy contraptions. Someone in the chat's going to know this name. Um, right. And it is so much fun just trying to, well, survive, but also just saying, I wonder if I blew that yeah. stalactite off the roof. Yes. What would it yes. do? Would it kill would the happen? enemies below? Will it create a new hole and a problem for me? Will it explode and shatter all over me? Like, I don't know until I try. And that's right. black and white to me is, I don't know until I try the video game. Yes. And I loved it for that. Yeah. Even though, like the first one, you had the shoulder angels or devil and they kind of guided you along and the, you know, they would toss a little bit. The voice acting is just hilarious. on both those guys also the, the devil guy and his saggy political uh, polygonal boobs are hilarious. And he's also wearing some kind of thong anyway, it's really disturbing, but having those guys kind of on your shoulders throughout that first whole area until you get to the second land, uh, uh, then, then you start talking to other gods and stuff then it gets really it gets a little more open worldy and lets you kind of do what you want to yeah um yeah i i like to do the same thing i like to experiment it's like what if i throw fireballs over this what if i shake the fireball in front of these people's faces what if i pick up my villagers 
And I shake them around a little bit, and then I, you know, I put them all in a big circle, see if they'll dance. Yeah. What if I Who put one in? Happen? What if I toss one in the volcano? Will they see it yes. as a sacrifice and a and a good thing to do, or they see it as a horrible, awful? We need to rebel against our god problem. Yeah. Like oh, that's, by the way, that's fun. There, there's a there's a there's something I love about this game that I didn't realize at first, and it's when, when your villagers start dying. Mm. Um, we can you can bring us some stats and see it'll tell you what the characters are doing. You don't have to have that on, but I like turn on occasionally just to see some stats. I like stats, and you know, yeah, they'll and they'll be walking around. They're like, oh, they're mourning someone who just died, and that's when you realize that there is this voice, this this like following you all over the place. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And so that's what's happening. Whenever uh, whenever there's people dying in your village, you'll you'll get that. So it's like, oh, so then you go back. I found that. <clears throat> One way to increase your um your your ability to perform miracles. I don't know if we talked much about the miracles yet. Miracles are gestures you make. So, right. uh, or you can they're patterns, some, right? Uh, it's like a circle yeah, and a slash yeah, or a triangle. Yeah, you do a little yeah. you do a little spiral, and it'll allow you to bring up the 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 options for for miracles. You know how to create like zigzags, and you can do like make wood from you know from thin air. It impresses the it impresses the locals. Whatever, I'm just doing my god thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> doing so, my god thing just doing my god thing man just you know making <laughs> some gestures so one way you power that though is you when you're uh, in your temple you can add on to your temple and there's a place where your villagers all come in and they celebrate you and right. worship you and you can make them do it too you can pull up the tower and go come worship me come and they'll here. do it yeah um, but when they do that it gives you the power to do all these miracles and things and one thing that really amps it up quickly is sacrifice yeah so is kind of a double-edged sword, though. You know, if you throw some human sacrifices in there, you may get a negative response. But if you pick up, death, if you pick up the people who are already dead, you can throw it on there, and you still get some uh, get some bonus from there. And if you teach your creature how to pick up the dead bodies, teach your creature even better. Yeah, teach your creature. So mm -hmm. then your creature just runs around. And he picks up dead bodies when they die. You're death, and you look around. The creature is picking them up. And he's taking the sacrifice them. Next thing you know, you got full jester motions, and you're making you know, you're doing the miracles, and you're winning. You're winning. Black and white. Um, you're winning black and white. Hootie forty two in the chat who never goes to lunch. I don't know what his deal is. Just can't <laughs> figure it out. Uh, he. Uh, that's not true. He and I are. I'm always trying to schedule lunch and it never seems to work. But anyway, um, he mentioned there was a patch later on in the history yes. of that game that was trying to fix a bunch of end game issues. One of them was game breaking, but also they removed that death sound at the end. I didn't yes. know that. Yes. Didn't know yeah. that. They, yeah, they've done that. There's several patches. There's two, there's two or three official patches that came down the pipe. But then now, if you're wanting to play black and white in 2024, and I found out while I was streaming this a lot this week, a lot of people have held on to their boxes for black and white because it's a beautiful it's box. Huge. And so it's huge. And so when a lot of people were getting rid of their games and stuff, they just couldn't quite let go of that black and white. So I, a lot just, of I wish have, I would have kept mine, dude. I really do. Because right. you're not wrong. These things, and they're talking in the chat about it. These things were almost like collector's edition sized yes. boxes. It's how PC games yes. used to be anyway. They were big like cereal box size boxes kind of yeah yeah i miss yeah, that so much i mean shelf. i'm i know that's a waste of money i know it's like all kinds of good reasons why they don't do it anymore i get it but right 
But those were the cool days, man. Oh, my God. Walking down an aisle at Fry's, looking yeah. at all these giant boxes. So much shelf space, too. Work. Like, I so think you, much shelf you space. can blame consoles because consoles came along and said, hey, look at these tight little discs. And they're in these little things. And right. you just slot them in. And those have gotten smaller over time. And they've kind of stayed the same since, like, I want to say, PS3, yeah. Yeah. 360 era. They haven't gotten much bigger or, or smaller. No. But they were yeah. these little things, even even. Uh, the Switch games are about the same thickness or taller, but you know, whatever. Right now, that's how those are, and I feel like that forced the PC game world to go. Yeah, it's a lot of shelf space that is a premium, yeah. and we're taking up too much of it with a and giant black and white box. Were, you know, yeah, most of the boxes were practically empty anyway. I mean, it was just a bunch of airspace, but it was it was impressive. And yeah. uh, but anyway, a lot of people have held on to those. So if you have your CD, if not, there's ways to look for archives. Of black and white ISO files. The archive.org method. Right. So if you do that, and then there's just look up community patch or fan made patch for black and white, you'll find it. Yep. There's a whole community who has created a patch that allows you to install these on Windows 7. Ha, oh, just kidding. But you can put it on Windows 7 if you want to. Um, but you can install it on 10 and 11. I installed it on all 7, by the way. Don't why'd you say, why'd you um, say 7? Why, why, why? Because I did that. Because oh. I did that foolishly okay. this week. I was yeah. like, I wanted to get a more authentic experience. I said, yeah, yeah, I can use the fan patch. Or I can go old school because I know that this game was released about the time XP was around. Yeah. And I'm like, Windows 7 is pretty solid at emulating Windows XP. It's mm. one of the best, it's one of the best OSs for if you're wanting to do Windows XP. Windows XP is a hard gate, a hard system to emulate and virtualize. Seven most was great in general. Seven was a solid yeah. effort. I liked it. Virtualization, most of virtualization doesn't want to do XP. They don't support it. Most emulation pushes right up to when CPUs were doing things that were capable of running XP, but not really well. So sure. virtualization, virtualization versus emulation. And so Windows XP has kind of fell straight through the crack between those two. Yeah. So 7 is a good place to go with virtualization. Oh, man, XP um, was such a security nightmare, though. So bad. Yeah. It, it yeah XP that's there that was a big thing. The that worst. was when we changed. That's when we changed everything. Uh, Windows XP just. It was like, yeah, okay, we got to do better, and that's when we went all the server model. We yeah, uh, but it was like it was like sw it was like swapping or swatting flies. I worked at a company yeah. where I was yeah. sort of in charge of our network, and even though I wasn't trained to do so, I knew it. I knew enough to do it, and they were yeah. all XP boxes. And every day, some new vet malware, some new yeah. something, yeah, was on somebody's computer, and oftentimes it was coming from disks they brought from home and stuff. It was so stupid. Yes. Yes, XP was horrible, and they kept on trying to go past XP, and they finally said, wait, we need to get rid of this whole branch needs to be cut off, and that's when we did it. We we cut off that whole thing that was branching out from what Windows XP was, and we said, nope. Went with the NT model. Yeah, we've got a much more uh, unified operating Windows system. It was really important they did that, and also ME was a nightmare as well, so they had, that, yeah. they had a rush to just get away from all of it, and I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Now let's yeah, talk. Let's yeah. jump to the year 2002. Uh, not 2002. Sorry, that's the expansion. Let's jump yes. to 2005. This is a year where, much to my surprise, there was an actual sequel for Black and White called Black and White 2. Yeah. Uh, we are now 19 years old on that game. Yeah. And I and as a result, by law, I'm not I'm not allowed to pass out of any area. My my sphere of influence was not go 
beyond 20 years. So if it's younger than 20 years, I, I can't I can't cross it. So I didn't play Black and White 2. I, I didn't either for this show, but I did play it back then. And Never played uh, I thought it was very good. Yes. Um, they decided to lean more into some city building aspects and they added a, like, like an actual UX, like a, well, you can see it on this video, this lower bar down here. Remember, um, no Peter Molyneux at this point. No, they he's said, gone. He, said, he has stormed out of, out of there out of by now. Part. Yeah. yeah. Him and a couple of the founders all had a big tizzy and they all bolted. Um, <laughs> and then years later, the whole thing was shut down. But uh, yeah, Molyneux's out of there. They're over at 99 Cans right. or whatever it is. What was the name of their new place? Uh, oh, what was the name of that place? You're right. Um, 99. I can't remember. Oh, Hold on. All I know is that Microsoft now owns uh, the white and black. They own everything except for the publishing, which EA still owns. So that's why we haven't seen anything from black and white. Right. The franchise. Um, he's 64 now, this guy. Uh, let's this see. This guy. Look at him being 64. Look at him. He was with 22 cans. That's what it was. He, he left and started 22 cans, cans which made uh, the goddess game and then never finished it. That was a real that was a real piss poor showing for a new company. Yeah. It's not even you can't even buy it on the store. It's on Steam still as early access. It never got finished. Right. Never got finished. It's freaking nope. what, what are they and doing, it's supposed man? to and if you listen to some of the people in the community, Ray Fry, um, it is even weirder than black and white, and I'm like, not possible. It's pretty weird. The, it's pretty weird. I played it. I think I think the graphics in black and white one are so uh creepy. I don't know how you could make it without using anything weirder than that i just don't see how you could yeah it, well what's weird about it is just that it i mean we were excited it was like the rebirth of molyneux we were like whoa this guy yeah. this is his new ch- his new thing and he ends up just 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 petered out man but literally P- thanks peter yeah. for petering thanks out for peter peter two's all right two had uh this going for it let me see if i can find the clip here i got a little sound this is the beginning Of the birth of a god. Of a god, yeah. Called by one pure breath. The biggest problem with sound mixing back then was not great. Yeah. It's like the voice is yeah. too quiet, the music is too loud. Anyway, uh, it was pretty cool and had a lot of neat ideas. I did like the re, the re, fo- not refocus, the, the, a bit, the, um, make, make the city building part of it interesting. I liked that. Yes. Yes. And it was less random and stuff. Um, but overall, I don't think they really captured what the magic of what the first one brought. Yeah, they, they just kind of they went back conservative. They they went back to, like you said, city building, and that wasn't where Black and White wanted to 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 grow to, right? It, yeah. it wanted to be this weird, weird immersive thing. That too bad VR wasn't around uh, because I think it really would shine there. Yeah, but the creatures like the wolf. It's a wolf this time, by the way. One of them. Yeah. Is a yeah. way more. It's got a lot of bunch of hair. I mean, graphically, this is a huge improvement. This is a oh. much more modern uh, game. Four years of yes. You know, it's amazing. I was I've, I've been thinking about this because of all of our Unreal stuff, which we have a big update about in a minute. But mm-hmm. um, thinking about ninety nine through about two thousand and four, massive leaps in three D rendering tech. Yes. Massive. Yes. Like it's it's a huge, really compressed time of of leaps and bounds that you kind of forgot about that. You sort of forget it, how it, massive it was. It was huge. It really, it really uh, set us up for disappointment later on because I remember there was a time that every time a new system would come out, it was like night and day. It's like, there's no question. Are you upgrading? Yeah. 
course you are. I mean, I have to because look at the leap we just took. Yeah. But now we're spoiled by that, and it's like when I went from the the you know from the PS4 to the PS5, I'm like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. PS4 to PS5 is not the big leap. We're we are definitely crescendoing at the top of the curve. Back in those days, and even before that, like I'm saying, like Unreal Engine one compared to two, which was only a couple of years later. Like it's very short amount of time later. Night and day, a massive improvement. I've been, you and I have been playing 99 and 2004. The differences between and and 03 technically is the is the same engine as 04. Um, So we're really only looking at a year or something, year and a half. The the jumps are enormous, right? Huge, and they're huge huge every time they do it. So back then, I mean, I'm I'm loving revisiting it because I don't remember it being so compressed. I remember it being more spread. I don't either. But uh, I was always like, oh, I got to get a video card. Like, yeah. It's been a long time since I went to a place like Walmart or something who has a you know a kiosk or something or GameStop and went, oh this is the new game system oh hot damn yeah you know it's now it's just like it's like oh cool I mean part of that cool. might just be is that backwards compatible how we how we view things <laughs> being older or whatever but right when I was younger everything seemed like just a thousand times better every time there was a new update and I don't know yeah. but we just we're hitting the long tail and that's fine that's good actually yeah. it means that. We've got our heads around it. We understand the tech better than ever. People mm-hmm. in their basement with just themselves and some time to spare can make a game and be amazing at it. Like, I yes. love that we've gotten here. It's just, I do kind of miss that crazy, like, have you seen Unreal Engine 2? Holy yeah. shit, yeah. you wouldn't believe me. Baby, baby. Have you seen 3? <laughs> right? And 5, don't get me wrong, I mean, 5 is incredibly impressive. Like, it's insane what one Unreal yeah. Engine 5 is and 5.2 wherever we're at. It's incredible. Who knows what 6 will look like? But my guess is 5 and 6 will look a lot more like each other than 1 and yeah. 2 did or 2 and 3 yeah. did. Yeah. I anyway. mean, just take the Atari 2600. When did that come out? Like, yeah, you know, right? And, and then and then jump. It's like, what? I mean, when we really put our hands on it, I guess it was 1977 when the Atari 2600 first came out. But yeah. you know, I probably didn't get my hands on it until, like, about the 80s and then if you jump to like you know 19 you know 20 years holy shit mm-hmm. but then if you go 20 more years from that point you're like okay eh, let's yeah see how you got there is okay, i wonder how large i always like to do this like you say how how much disk not disk space how, how many kilobytes how is pac-man right. i want to know how much oh my god like how big is pac-man it's like i don't know 12 is it or bytes something. or kilobytes is there? it's probably even bytes right it's probably not even kilobytes <laughs> right. Whatever that is, and then you figure out, you do the math, and you say, you take something even from 2005. Let's take Lionhead Studios uh, Black and White 2. How big is that? Now, divide that by how big Pac-Man is. Like When you start looking at just the math of how much space a thing takes, and what we expected then versus what we expect now, like it's (laughs) bananas. 24 kilobytes for the Pac-Man. 24 kilobytes? That's as but big that's as it got? But that's, 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 that's the arcade. That's the arcade. Let's see what the... Let's see if well, arcade's fine. That's still fine because kilobytes is nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's tiny. 128 bytes of RAM. So that's how you load it in there. So, so at any, so at any given good. time, it was pushing that much RAM. Now you yeah. now you push... I don't know. Some games can push a pipe of 32 gigabytes of RAM yeah. per second. Right. Like, where? what are we even doing? Who, are, who even are we? What are, what are we? Suck it. Suck it, distant past. Yeah, take that, you distant don't, past. You couldn't do nothing. You couldn't do shit. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, now we can do some shit. We're going to get right into this. Destroy it. <laughs> We're going to play a game called Guess My Game. We take an old game, some audio from it. We tell each other about it a little bit, and then we try to guess what it is. We have three questions each to try to get the right answer, and if we don't do it, well, we lose. And if we get it right, well, yeah. then we win. If you win, you hear... Nope, that's lose. If you lose, you hear. And if you win, you hear. Why do they have to walk that fast? Not that. That is not oh, it. Oh, I love it. That's not it. I don't know. I don't know what we'll play. You have, I, I love. Like, sorry. I, I love that you have uh, Nights and Dreams is, is your. And it's the Christmas one at that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Why do they have yeah. to walk so fast? I don't Why like Steam. So, yeah, exactly. Terrible. Uh, All right, Brian, I'm going to describe mine, then you're going to try to guess it. Here it is. The platform is the Arcade. Oh, Arcadia. I got you. That's right. The year is 1979. I'm going way back. All right. You should remember this, though, because it was a... I saw it everywhere growing up. That is, that is a really old game. Yeah, okay. So is it... Okay, so give me give me 1979 arcade game. That's give right. Me. And it's a shoot 'em up That's your genre. Shmup. Sort of. Don't think shmup like shmup, though. Think of it uh, as like you shoot shit, you know, like don't think because you know, like in smut. you know how in Space Invaders you shoot things. Think more like right, that. more like that. Okay, okay. Uh, published by of all companies, Nintendo. All right, Nintendo. So this is an arcade game from Nintendo. In well, right. published by them anyway. Back in 1979, here is your audio. Whoops, that's you. Here we go. Holy shit! That scared the crap out of me. Pretty loud. <laughs> Some of these are such high frequency, I forget how loud they are. Okay, all right, all right. Any idea? Oh, listen to this part. This is important. If you hear this, you might. This might ring a bell. Hold on one second. Here we go. Like a power up. This is so burned into me. Yeah, I feel like I got a power up here. Anyway, thoughts, feelings, guesses, so questions. There's, there's, there's. Okay, so there's a guess, but this is going to be a weird way to, to to guess it. Okay, so this very much sounds like Donkey Kong. It's got the same hardware sounds as Donkey Kong. Now, remember on the Don- Donkey Kong episode, um, that Donkey Kong was actually a modified modified version of something they sold the shit out of in the U.S. Um, or they were planned on selling the shit out of, and then they had to like redo it. Mm, interesting. Um, so they had a whole bunch of these things in stock. Yeah. Uh, if I, 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 I sort of kind of remember that, and I remember it being kind of a a shooter game. Was it was it kind of like was it was it vector based? What kind of looking oh, vectorish? Um, 
That's a like, really great question. I don't actually know. To me, it was sort would, of, yeah. I'm sure it wouldn't be totally vector because that that's not what Nutcombe's made out of, but it looked kind of like that they were working on pixel stuff, and I don't think they were doing pixel zooming yet. That was later on. Um, but you is know what? Kind I'm, of I'm looking at it now. It is kind of pixely. Well, if Space Invaders was pixely, then so is this, sure. Okay, all right. Is it... Is it a vertical type screen where everything on screen is kind of shooting vertically up? It is a like vertical a, like screen, a... but it's more square than vertical. Okay. We hadn't quite locked in on that pure vertical, right. like like uh, joust vertical. It's not like that, but it's more right. square. It's definitely not wide. It's more square. Right. That's not probably the game I'm thinking of, but this definitely sounds like a Donkey Kong machine, uh, but that might just be Nintendo. That just might be the board they used. I think it is the same. If I had to guess, it's the same board because it does sound like it, and I feel like there right. are some similarities. And by the right. way, you are um, that is two questions. You have one left. Two questions? Okay, got one more. Nintendo uh, 1979, you said? Yep. Arcade 79. Uh, published. Um, did, did they also do, do the development? Did they do the development as well? Uh, that is a good question. It is... Yes. Published and developed by Nintendo. Okay. I didn't check the chat. Let's see if they've got it. Right. So far, nothing. Although Mario okay, Lifter gonna... is pretty funny, Captain Kipper. Nice one. Mario Lifter. Mario Lifter. That's good. That's yeah, good. Um, good. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... Space Monkey. Let's find out if it's Space Monkey. Is it Space, Space Monkey? Space Monkey from 1979. Incorrect. The answer is Sheriff... Sheriff. 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 That's it. Do you remember Sheriff? It It was this weird, you had eight-way shooting. You can shoot. uh, It's basically like, what if if Space Invaders was you being surrounded in a square by a bunch of Space Invaders? In this case, they're they're bad guys in the Western, and you're a cowboy sharpshooter guy in the middle. This is Miyamoto's first gig, right? Wasn't this his first Oh, I don't know game? if this was his or not. It might have been. Yeah, I think I think this is his first game. I'm not sure what he did but on this, but this, I think this is the first game he worked on at Nintendo, if I'm not mistaken. And the more of these bad guys you shoot, the faster they circle around, or not circle, but run around your square. Right. Uh, you, They can shoot, and so can you, through the barriers <clears throat> of the side of the thing. And then when they get in through the corners, they rush in, and now you got to fight the close guys. They have mm. very slow bullets. You got to dodge those. It gets harder and harder, as you might imagine. It's actually really fun, and I remember playing yeah. the living hell out of this on an arcade machine. Just lo- oh yeah, this loving is good. this game. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, so yeah, Sheriff, nineteen seventy nine. Check it out if you haven't. Oh yeah, and there's this little cutscene where your girlfriend's getting chased by one of the bad guys. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real simple graphics, but there's something very charming about them. I I love it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that's uh, mine. Brian, let's try yours. Tell me what I'm looking at here. Sure. So I'd like you to fast forward about 11 years. Nintendo is our topic again because this time the platform is the NES. The year is 1990. The genre is video board game published by our friends over at LJN. And this was suggested by Ethereal Vision in the community. So thank you for suggesting this one. All right, here we go. kind of does slap okay um is it a board game i would recognize being converted to digital meaning is it like a you know monopoly or something that's converted to be a 
a TV yes, game. Yes, this is a well-known, popular uh, home game. Correct. Board game. Um, damn, what is this? You don't recognize this classic board game music? <laughs> is it? Um... Mm. This is so familiar to me. What year did you say? 90? 1990. Video board game published by LJN. Yes. LJN. Um, okay. Who Based is... on a popular, right. like a, a game that I would know from... Yeah, you have you would have this. You would probably definitely have this in your board game collection. I'm not saying you did. Yeah, I'm just saying this isn't a lot of people's board game collection. Okay. Can I ask? Here's my next question. So I've got one. Yeah. Here's two. Um, is it based on a? I don't know who makes that though. <laughs> I was gonna say, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, I guess I just realized I don't actually know who makes. Makes that. Um, I can tell you the the. I can tell you though, if you would like to know, that could be one of your questions. All right, who who's the? Is it Milton Bradley or 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 the other? Who are the other guys? Parker My Brothers. My understanding has always been a Mattel jam. Now I'm not saying somebody's going to say we're technically Brian. It was technically owned by so and so, but during this year or that year. But currently, as far as my best of my knowledge, it's a Mattel game. Okay. Damn, dude. I I mean, I'll just... Hmm. This music doesn't sound right, but is it's not strate Stratego, right? No, it's not, but that's a good question. Well, that was the end. That, that was my third one, so now I got to guess. I'm just going to... Uh, I'm going to guess the game of life. Game of life, great guess. Uh, so you just you put your you, you know you're getting married, you got kids, and you're going around the board. Yep. And uh, suddenly you owe taxes, right? Yep. Nope. That's it's Pictionary. Pictionary. Oh, what? They made Pictionary. a Pictionary game for the. Yep. How would you draw yep. with the controllers, the D pad? I don't know, but would it have made any difference if I had said Hasbro? I don't know if, like I said, I, my, Hasbro no, I wouldn't have, got have it. had it from. Yeah, I didn't think so. I wouldn't have had that. <laughs> so hold on, NES Pictionary. And it's got an amazing soundtrack to it. If you if you just look up NES oh, Pictionary soundtrack, it's awesome. It's I, great. I, I don't even know what to say about this. This is not a thing on my radar. I, there's something really familiar about the sound of that, but I couldn't place yeah. it. Maybe I played it and don't remember, but I was a big Pictionary nerd back in the day. Mm -hmm. And how would you draw? D-pad? Let's see. Here, you, draw, you can draw however you want to, D-pad. Wait, this isn't Pictionary. Yeah, it is. What is this? Wait a minute. This is not Pictionary. It says Pictionary. NES Long Play Pictionary. I mean, it is revealing a drawing over there. I mean, right. I didn't draw it, though. How would, the, how would this... This game must have been... This must be like reveal... Right. It's reveal stuff. Yeah. So it's not like... It's more like the TV show Pictionary, I guess, than other than the board game, even though they listed it as a board game. Because it is definitely Pictionary. You choose a, a paint yeah. roller, a pen, a spray can as your character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's... 
It's more of a little, they like, drew you, you it. Play mini, yeah, you play mini games, like action mini games that reveal blocks oh. on a screen until you can, uh, I guess, guess the picture. Yeah, but when you guess it, what do you? how are you prompting the game to know that you guessed it? Right. To, to, to say, oh, good job, you got it or something. Right. I don't know. I need to play it. This is wild. Oh, you, you spell it. Oh, you have to spell it out. You yeah. do. So you there's like a it? little there's a little wheel down at the bottom of alphabets, and you roll the, these little shoes over each of the letters, and you spell out what it is. Okay, I'm legit curious about this game. This is wild. Yeah, yeah. absolutely wild. All right. Well, well done, dude. That's a good one. That's a banger. Yeah. Thank, thank you, the Eternal Vision, for that uh, recommendation. I I was not familiar with this, and uh, I really dug the music. So thank you for that. We all got a big fat <laughs> on our on our guesses today. It's okay. Though. Mm -hmm. Now these. Welcome to the treasure room. Uh, I see at the end, there's a timer and then you go. Yeah. And you, you have to roll cycle guess. through it. And, you, and so if you get it faster than somebody else got it and get it correct, huh? I don't know. That's wild. Weird trying to gamify something like that where you don't actually draw mm -hmm. it. Uh, all right, let's get to some listener feedback. We got an email to start with here. Oh, this might actually be. A text. I don't remember. Either way, send us your emails to playretroshow at gmail.com or send your texts to 801-471-0462. Here's the text from a person. Doesn't have the name. <laughs> Hi, Play Retro. Oh, no, it does. My name is Sam Hello, from citizen. Canada. He's from Canada, so oh, that's cool. Canada. Uh, let's do this for him since he's from Canada. Where is it? Here it is. Nope. Come on, Scott. Canada! There it is. This is from Canada. Canada. Here's what he says. I got to get back to the right tab. Here we go. Uh, hello, Play Retro. My name is Sam from Canada. I'm just messaging you guys because I discovered your podcast about three months ago, and I really oh. love it. Well, thank you. I'm trying to catch up to the current episodes, and I'm currently only at episode 60. Anyway, Scott keeps mentioning Advance Wars, but as far as I can see, looking at the episode names, you still have not done it. That is true. We, have, we haven't. True story. True so, story. We huge, promised. Says I'm a huge fan of Nintendo Wars series and would love for you guys to cover at least the main ones, being Advance Wars and Battalion Wars. But knowing Brian, there are probably also some fun to be had with Famicom Wars and Game Boy Wars. Um, Just any, anyways, thanks for the reading and hope that you review them both. P.S. One of our best one of the Advance Wars games is Days of Ruin, Dark Conflict in the EU. Yeah, a lot of people think that. Um, I'd love to do Advance Wars, dude. Totally. We need to do it. We've talked about it. They were going to, the, did they ever release the the new one on? Uh, they did, finally. Uh, Happened last year. Yeah. And yep. That was that was our whole plan. It was like oh, it was going to coincide, and it got delayed for some reason. And then we, yeah, I think we kind of, yeah, we got distracted. Well, it, got the, it got delayed because of distracted. the it got delayed because of the Ukraine thing. Um, yes. And then so Nintendo was just quiet about the final. They finally did it, but they just weren't very loud about it. They were just like, well, no, they weren't. It's out anyway. Working on other stuff, you know, like they just kind of like didn't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> but by all accounts, it's real strong and real good. And uh, yeah. I meant to pick it up. I kind of need a new switch, though. I'm kind of done with my current switch. It's like, I mine's mine is either first or second generation full size switch. So I mean, it is it is well overdue. It, I I probably need the OLED upgrade, but I'm like, do I really want to do the OLED upgrade? When are they going to release the switch too? They keep talking That's about what I it. Want. Have they done it yet? That's what I want right there. Well, they don't yeah. talk about it. We do, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. And they need to hurry. 2017 is a while ago now. Come on, new console. Oh Let's yeah, go. so long ago. Uh, but anyway, to that point, uh, we will do that game. I promise those ser that series, yeah. it's that good. And there's so many games that do really good jobs of basing themselves on that. There's a couple of steam games that I love that are a lot like advanced wars and, uh, mm -hmm. 
I'm a huge fan of those. You just oh. died in the wool. I love them. In fact, you know what? Let Amber Nick comes in. That's the first yeah. game I'm going to play on there again. You're going to be the first thing you're going to do. Suck it. Take that, pud monkeys. Anyway, <laughs> here's a here's a text from Alan who wrote in. says, Spy versus Spy, my Commodore 64. I am sure I wore that floppy out. I often listen oh, to play yeah. retro on my way to D&D that I still play with some guys that I started wow. with back as in the 80s as a kid. That's awesome. Listening or listening to you two talk about old games. You put listening. Uh, and then playing D&D make for a nostalgic trip of an evening. Thank you, uh, Alan, he says. Well, Al, Alan, that's awesome, first of all. Second of all, Spy vs. Spy. Uh, did we, we didn't do the episode on that, did we? Yeah. No, we didn't. We, we discussed it, but we haven't actually done the episode. We should do yet. that. Yeah, it we deserves it. We should totally do that. And I can go off on my Mad Magazine years. I have some old shit. I could I could pull out some old like sixty or seventies and eighties issues of Mad Magazine and hold them up oh on God. camera. I got some. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we should make a big deal out of that. Let's do that. Let's uh, do that. That's coming up at some point. Now, everything you've all been waiting for. Ludicrous kill. Holy <laughs> shit. That's right. We got the Unreal Report. As you know, we've got this uh, UT99 server. It's been running. We've been filling it with people, having a blast. Uh, you want to hear the top 10 players this week, everybody at home, do you? Well, and, and it's a much bigger list this week because we have had a, over 100 unique players who've hopped on the UT99 server over the past week. And that's password protected and only word of mouth. So that's pretty freaking impressive. So these top 10 people are not just top 10 people. Pretty darn good. Yeah, they're pretty freaking good. Um, here are some names yeah. that if you've been playing on there, you'll recognize some of these dominators. Uh, at number one, Surge. He's currently killing everybody. Number Surge. two, Flap Jackson. He uh, dealt all kinds of problems for me the other night. <laughs> He's been slapping me. Yeah, real real poo-poo head. Uh, Denier, also <laughs> incredible Denier. So good. Just dominates the games I'm in with him. Spaghetti Syntax at number four. He doesn't just make games. He dominates them. He does. At number five, yours truly, Frog Pants, right there in the middle of the pack. I am trying to get higher, and I will, uh, but I'm, I'm doing, doing pretty okay. good, though. Just build good. the pack of the top ten. That's still pretty impressive. Still pretty good. Then we got number six, Adhesive Wombat. Number seven, yeah. our very own Brian Dunaway. He goes under the name Shock Effect. He's in there at number seven. Yeah. Nicely I done. S- I slipped one this week away from uh, from you. Yeah, That's Adhesive right. Wombat squeezed it in there. Yeah, I blame Wombat for that. Corey D. Yeah. Willis at number eight, uh, Rubilax at number ten, uh, nine, and Stinky Pete at number ten, bringing Stinky up the Pete. rear. Yep, uh, love playing with you guys. We're gonna keep that going. And uh, I guess you played the Relic Mutators on Mutator Friday, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, I like the. That's relics. what we did last week. That's yeah, what we the played last fun. week. We played the, we played the yeah, we played the the mut- the Relic Mutators, which are the ones that allow you to have like super strength. You pick them up; they're dropped around the map. You pick those up. There's uh my my there's a couple of them. There's some that gives you extra health. There's some that give you extra power. Some that gives you extra jumpies. And then the one I love the most, which is the Relic uh, Redeemer, which whenever someone kills you, yep. It blows up a redeemer bomb. Now yep. that is satisfying. It Go feels ahead, real good. Me. You end up wiping out like six other guys as they spawn over there. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's the way to do some gibbing. Anyway, mm-hmm. gib. It's the gib that just keeps on gibbing. Really. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to to some of the other frog pants voices who showed up for this. Coverville was there, uh, aka Brian Nibbit, yeah. Amy, aka Red Fraggle, Scott Fletcher showed up and played a bunch with yes. us. That was awesome. Uh, we'll have more of this coming up soon. And also, Brian set up a U, an Unreal Tournament 2004 server, and I could not be happier about this because here's the deal. Yeah. UT99, classic, okay? All-time classic. classic. People love it. UT2004, arguably the peak of all Unreal ever. Yes. It's really good, and I want to play 
some of that large map there's, crap in there. There's yeah, there's there's vehicles in this one. Oh it's yeah, a, it's a much yeah. The the engine is newer. We've got uh, we've got fancier graphics. It moves a little slower for me. But this is true of the un, uh, of the Quake series as well. The first ones are really fast. I like how those feel. This feels a little more floaty to me, and it takes a little longer to kill the other guys. But there's no also, mistaking. Guess, guess what's in there good. though. They got a What's there's that? a there's a mutator in there to have it yes. be the movement speed of the original Unreal. Oh, if you want. the original! I did not know that. Let's yeah. try that. I think it just says yeah. UT99 speed is the mutator name. Ooh, yes, please, um, please give me the faster speed. I'm all about the speed. I need it. I, I don't have a need. I don't mind. I, it feels fine to me, but I totally. I, I'm sure that it's it's a little slower. I I think that the overall weapons feel and stuff, all that stuff improved in in 2004, and that. Yes. Large map vehicle shit like the assault mode. Um, what was the other mode? Uh, the the like football one where you got a ball and yeah. you're trying to attack the base. What's it called? Soccer. No, it's like something ball, <laughs> monster something ball. ball, murder ball. Is something it murder like ball? That. I always wanted to be murder ball. Super super fun if enough people uh, join up. So I really want to get in there and try that. I also think the new the rocket launcher in there is is vastly improved over the previous one. Yeah, and also yeah. your pistol, your your default weapon also has five grenades to yes. launch in it and yes. having that be part of your your you know your basic weapon is actually pretty rad anyway yeah. i want to play all of this i just want to play it's all i want to do play, play, this is play. all i'm into right now i don't know what's happened but i'm it's 25 years ago that's all i want to do this yeah. is it it's so much fun this is it right here this anyway 25 uh, years happy happy 25th unreal tournament 2004 yep. you're still king oh and if you guys right, so, if you already have ut 2k4 and you're like well how come this won't go to wide 16 by 9 widescreen it does and brian had the simplest way to do it it's literally like i pull down the the console and type in what was the thing something 1080 what was it uh, oh yeah yeah it's like uh set res set uh, res 1080 by 1080 yeah yeah and it just did it and now it stayed it. and it's saved and it's fine oh. and i never had to think about it again and you can do higher resolutions than that but that's just an example um, it's great. Anyway, retrogib.com or uh, retrogib, that's how that's spelled. Retrogib.com has details on all this stuff. And we're going to do clans. I mean, we're going all in, dude. Yeah. All we got the clans this. already set up. We've got the, the plurt, the PLRT play retro yep. clans on, uh, if you look for the PLRT over on game tracker.com, it has our server information. You can join the clans there. We're having a good time. Yep. Retrogib.com will have time. links to all of it, so you don't have to think too hard about it. I don't mm, know how people... Thinking. Now, this is a different problem than UT99. Mm. Like, where if people don't have 2K4 already some in some mm. way, how do they... What do we do there? Is there a similar so, kind of path we can take? Yeah. The um, If you go to... You know, if you do look for archives... Of the of the Unreal Tournament 2004, it's the same thing. You can't purchase it anywhere. This is not our fault. Is is fans of the franchise and the communities are are still highly active in making patches for this stuff. Uh, so you know, I'm not telling you what you can or can't do. I'm just saying I don't feel bad about that. But I didn't have to do it because I'm the same way as you. I looked in my Steam library and you already, already had, had it. Yeah. Your good same. old games library. And a lot of you probably do. Uh, John checked his. He had it. it. A lot of people already have 04. If you don't have 04, you probably bought it back in the day and you can feel okay about taking one of these links somewhere happy. So go yeah. check it out. That's retrogib.com for all the details. Our next game discussion is going to be one that changed the rental world forever. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Next week, we are talking about The Lion King. And yes. this thing, literally, one of the, I mean, one of the great adaptations of an IP to the SNES in the history of that console. Nobody denies <laughs> that. Nobody denies the quality and the goodness of The Lion King. It was a solid game. However, there's some dirty dirt going on in that game <laughs> that was designed to make it so that you would not beat it on your first rental. You would have to keep coming back and keep going there to Blockbuster. Real, there was a real fight going on between Nintendo and specifically Blockbuster uh, about you know game rentals. And uh, NES thought they had the answer. And it was, uh, it was a shit answer. We were right in the middle of it. Thanks yep. a lot. Nintendo. Yeah, it was real weird. So we're going to talk about that and why, what made that game great. Kind of compare it to yeah. Aladdin and some of the other stuff that was happening around then. So check that out. That'll be next week. We go back to Nintendo, the well of Nintendo, and we talk about The Lion King for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and the NES uh, version of all that stuff. That's all coming up. Uh, in the meantime, I'd like to thank some new patrons that have joined us on the podcast. Chris, CJ, and Oslin McColgan. McCoggan. I think that's right. You guys are awesome. Thank you for joining us. You get no commercials ever. You get pre-show content every week and other cool benefits. It can only be yours if you go sign up today at patreon.com slash play retro. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash play retro. And that is going to do it for us. Uh, Brian, is there anything else you'd like to... Are we going to play today? What are we doing? Are we going to play a little I, of the I thing? plan on playing today. I wasn't sure what your schedule was, but I was hoping to plan it uh, at 6 p.m. That's the schedule for Friday nights with the Unreal Tournament. Uh, it's up to you whether we want to do 2004 or if we want to do UT99 or a little bit of both because I don't think everybody's got theirs installed yet. So maybe play a little let's, UT99. Let's, hop in, let's hop in 04 to see what it looks like in there. Yeah, let's just see. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. So I need about a half hour yeah. to post the show and then you guys who are here yeah. live, you can come right back and be a part of this. Go get your UT 2K4s installed right now if you want to play with us. Uh, and right. if it doesn't work out and we can't get enough people, we'll jump over to UT99 yeah. anyway. All right, because both yeah. are running. We got them both up there. We got them uh, both up there, baby. That's going to do it for us. Listen, everybody within the sound of our voice, go play something retro. All right? Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Get more at frogpants.com. Keep away hey, from the water. Stop! <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.